0: Learn more at marines.com. You got to let this one cook. You got you got to let that beat drop. Sports Radio 937 the fan Josh Taylor back here with you after 54 weeks. It is good to be back. It's good to be talking to you here on a Sunday morning. We got the DMX tributes rolling, by the way, because Kale Burger A, by the way, is on the ones and twos. He's helping me out here. I mean, for all intents and purposes, I'm the rapper. He's the DJ. Shout out to people who got that reference. But Kale is the one dropping the DMX tributes. Why? Because he's here. B, because it's me. And C, because I said so. That's pretty much the bottom line. We got to talk about some football here. NFL Draft is on the way. We are just days away. Weeks, if you will, from the NFL Draft. One of my favorite times of the year. My next guest, I'm sure it's one of his favorite times of the year. Why? Because not only does he write about the Steelers for DK Pittsburgh Sports, but he also writes about pit football for DK Pittsburgh Sports. Also, you might have seen him on WPXI with some Steelers commentary. Also, you might have heard him on the Locked on Steelers podcast. He is, by the way, he's also a fellow City League alum. He's Chris Carter. He joins me right now on 93.7, The Fan. Chris, good morning, brother.
1: Man, Cats don't know what it's going to be messing with a dog like me. Come on
0: now. Oh, dude, I love it. I love it. BMX <laughs> tributes all day long. This is how we get down. All right, Chris, we got to talk about the, the upcoming draft coming up. First things first, before we get to specific draft prospects, uh, and we've heard a bunch of names bandied about Uh, let me get this out of the way now because there's our there's always some discussion of oh well the Steelers should do this they should go get this guy they should trade up and get this guy they should trade back and get more picks and do this are we looking at a scenario Chris where trading up or trading down is both realistic or feasible let's start there
1: well I I think trading up is dangerous this is a you know we you know we're we've been talking all off season or even ever since that Browns loss in the playoffs, we've been talking about how the Steelers have so many different needs at so many different positions, right? You know, they need to address the flat cornerback position because Mike Hilton's gone. They need to get another linebacker to pair with Devin Bush. They Maybe they need to bolster their offensive tackle room. They need to get a new, a new center to start over B.J. Finney or at least push him, you know, to start in training camp. Uh, they need to get maybe another safety, maybe some defensive line depth, uh, you know, and, of course, they need to get a starting running back, which is tar- – which is which – is, you know, on my board, that's target number one, unless you find a superstar player at another position. Um, so there's a bunch of needs. Now, the thing is that this year's draft, Josh, there are a lot of guys in who, who look to fall to the second and third rounds that I think could be immediate help in a lot of those positions. So if you trade up, you're most likely giving up one of the picks that's going to help you fill one of those spots. But if you trade back, you're most likely getting another one. So unless something crazy happens, like, you know, I've seen some people project that Justin Fields is going to fall to the twenties. That would be different. Like Justin Fields, I feel is the legit number two quarterback of this class. You know, some would, know, I've, I've even, some say that he's actually the number one, but he won't get picked as the number one. Um, uh, but you know, if, if something crazy like that, like, you know, him or Michael Parsons or Caleb, Ar- that would be different. But by and large, if not one of those superstars falls to you, Either you feel comfortable at picking, you know, Najee Harris or Travis Etienne or Javante Williams at twenty-four, or you say, Hey, you know what? No running back's been picked yet. We'll trade back a little bit further in the first round, maybe with the Buccaneers to go down to the last pick of the first round and we'll take whatever running back's still there, and then hopefully you get another second round or third round pick. And then that bolsters, you know, the rest of it. That, that helps you get it. So then you get four picks in the first three rounds and you got a you know another an extra shot at someone who's going to contribute right away next year. So trading back a lot more realistic to me than trading up this year.
0: All right, with that said, you talked about a specific situation with the running back position. So, let's yeah. let's get further into that because I got a handful of names here I want to throw at you and I want you to tell me if these guys seem like realistic options for the Steelers with 24th overall pick and the one we've heard probably more than anything is Najee Harris running back from Alabama. Does this make sense to you at twenty four?
1: Oh, it makes a ton of sense. Najee Harris is a guy who fits all the needs at running back. You know, he's not just your your big back. He is athletic. He hurdles people. He makes people miss in space. He reads. His vision is probably the best vision of this class when it comes to dissecting. You know what's happening in a defense. Uh, his his quickness you know to make a make a decision and get like when he it, it reminds me sometimes like some of the cuts that I saw him make were cuts that I saw Le'Veon Bell make for the Steelers for, for years in, 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 you know um you know when he was on the team so having him and he catches the ball well like that's something that I think that people don't talk about enough is that there were times he lined up outside the numbers for Alabama and he made plays for them and he showed a decent catch radius like uh, and, and that was something that he kind of got mad on the Adam Schefter podcast when Todd McShay was saying, well, he improved his kids, his receiving ability. He's like, dog, I play on a team with Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell and Suggs and Rugs and all these other guys that I've had superstars. Why do you think they would even throw to me? Like, you know, I, they got all these superstars at Alabama. But when they actually did, you saw that I was talented. So his argument, he's always been talented there. So I, to me, he's the clear RB1 of this board. He does everything you need him to do. Um, he's also he'll also help in pass protection on occasion with Ben, but he's a three-down back. You draft him, and your running game is going to be boosted immediately. You know, I, I was going over stats when you know I was I wrote an article about B.J. Finney and how he could actually help more than people think um, this weekend on DKPittsburghSports.com, and that one's free. So go check that one out on the website if you get a chance. Uh, but you know, I was looking at numbers, and people forget that. Of 13 starts that B.J. Finney has for the Steelers, they won 11 of them. Um, And they averaged uh, over 120 yards on the ground in those games. But when I looked at the difference, when Le'Veon Bell was playing in those years, they averaged 172 yards per game when he he was starting and B.J. Finney was starting. When he wasn't playing and B.J. Finney was starting, that number dropped to 96, 96 yards per game. So when people say running backs don't matter and things like that, that, to me, is just – I think it's short-sighted, and it doesn't look at the fact that, yes, when you have a dynamic back, they can make all the world a difference. And, and, and that's the thing. People look like, well, he's not the person you build your team around. Okay, yeah, but when you, you're like the Steelers and you have all these defensive weapons and you got a quarterback that you know that you trust for at least another year and you got all this receiver talent and you got all this young talent, why not get the running back who's going to both help Ben Roethlisberger finish his career and balance out the offense, and maybe the dominant ground presence that helps whatever new quarterback comes in next year or two years down the line.
0: Chris Carter, DKPittsburghSports.com, also on the Locked on Steelers podcast. Plus, you might have seen him doing his thing on WPX. Talks a lot of football here and there. Writes about it, talks about it on podcasts. He does it all. Kind of reminds me of myself. Joins me right now on 93.7 The Fan. You broke it down to the ground talking about the running back position with Najee Harris, so I'll jump straight to offensive line. I got two names written down here. Tevin Jenkins an offensive tackle for Oklahoma State, and then Landon Dickerson, a guy from Alabama who was blocking for Najee Harris a lot of the time during this past season. Between these two guys, which one fits better for you for the Steelers?
1: <sighs> I mean, they both would be a great fit. Yeah, uh, Kevin Jake is mean, mean offensive tackle. Like the way that he buries people. You love it, his aggression. I'm not so sure he's the pick at 24, but I'm also not so – I don't think there's any chance that he falls to them at 55, and this is, again – 55 being their, their second round pick. But this again is why trading back could really work because say you trade back and you get like, you know, the 29th pick or the 32nd pick, or, you know, or an early pick in the second round, this would give you, you probably also get another pick earlier in the second round. So then you could get your running back with that first pick. Hmm. And then if Tevin Jenkins is still hanging around there with that, with the pick that you just got in the early part of the second round, then you go get him there, there as well. Um, but I also I love Landon Dickerson the only thing I hesitate about Landon Dickerson I know he did cartwheels on TV and he's looking healthy now but I am I'm am just a little alarmed by the fact that he had four of his five seasons in in, in college football and he had you know significant injuries in each of them hmm. so as much as as I mean he's a baller like when he's on he is on and it's clear he's a leader for his team and people look up to him like he if if you if, if there was some if I could go like I could talk to God and be like, "Hey, God, is Landon Dickerson going to have the same kind of injury luck in the NFL?" And I knew that he was good. Then I'd be like, "Okay, yeah, get him right now." But <laughs> uh, but we, you know, we don't we don't have those abilities. So um, you know, but I, I I would say I would say if I picked one, it would be Tevin. But man, Landon is so is so tempting because he would be you put uh, if, if you draft him and he's healthy, you know, going into the season and you know that he could be healthy for you know for a full career in the NFL. I, I think the Steelers would love to have, him, and he'd be the next great uh, Steelers center, I think, uh, for the next decade or so.
0: All right, let's move over to the defensive side of the ball. I've got a couple names written down that have been kind of bandied about. I think they're interesting. One of them is a candidate that you hear his name more or less as an acronym. It's more or less J-O-K is hearing his full name, but Jeremiah Owusu-Karamora. I've, I know I screwed that up, but uh, Koramoa out of Notre Dame. No, the Steelers actually saw him at his pro day. He's talked with them. What about Jay? Okay.
1: Well, you also got to remember he's he's from that part of Virginia that Mike Tomlin is from, so uh, there's going to be a little bit of a connection there too. But the only thing with 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 uh, that I don't like is how kind of um, he, he's not you know, he's he's not as stout taking on blocks. And it, like I, I love the idea of adding to you know, a partner for Devin Bush to play the middle of the field that allows them to cover the entire part, the entire, the pass. But I would want a guy who's a little bit better against the run. Cause Wilson Coromo, when you watch some of his tape, he, 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 can hit it with one-on-one. He can hit He can hit a running back and take it down. He can, he can, he can make those type of plays. But when it comes to working against the an offensive lineman, who's getting a clean, clean shot at him, he, he looks, he, he looks a little less confident. He's not as bulky in those moments. Now he bulked up for, for his pro day, which was great to see. Hmm. Um, but I'd be, I'm a little hesitant on him because I'm not sure how he fit with Devin Bush because Devin Bush is already sideline to sideline, let me cover guys all over the field type of fast. It'd be good to have another guy who can do that and have that kind of speed, but you also you want a guy who's going to be a little bit stronger and say, hey, this way Devin can be – you know—you can help keep Devin clean if they're running up the middle, um, and you can take out a guard, but we can also ask you to, hey, go cover the flat over there with that running back or or – you know, plastered yourself to this tight end who's trying to run the seam. So, Ousukor Moore, great for the pass defense. I'd, I'd be, I'm a little sketchy on the run defense, though. Um, but, I mean, hey, he's a heck of an athlete. If the Steelers got him, um, they'd be one of the faster defenses in the middle of the field in the NFL. All
0: right, let's look at the edge position because that's one of the positions that's going to be of need because right now, when it comes to edge guys, the Steelers have, like, two or three guys. They need more yeah. bodies at the edge position. What about Aziz Ojolari out of Georgia?
1: Um, So... I like him, but not in the first round. That's, a, that, that's the problem with edge this year, Josh, is first and second round. I don't see going the Steelers going edge. Now, you know, unless a guy falls to the second that you're like, whoa, can't pass that up, that's a different story. Or, again, if you trade back and you get an extra pick and you're thinking, okay, well, we can get our center or our running back or our tight end or whatever else you think you have and get this guy, um, that's a different story. But first round – this isn't the, the best edge class in the NFL, but I'd be interested in the third round. If you get a guy, you know, a guy that, you know, that I cover a pit, Rashad Weaver. If he falls down there and you've already either gotten your, your, your running back and a linebacker or a center, um, that'd be really tempting because you don't want to get a starter on the edge. You got Alex Highsmith. You're presuming he's going to be a starter. You drafted him just for that reason last year. You got T.J. Watt arguably the best edge in the NFL right now. You just need depth. But you want good depth because you don't have any good depth right now that you're like, hey, that guy's going to contribute right away. So I, I'd wait until the third or fourth round and look at some, some of those guys um, later in the draft. But certainly uh, they, they do need to address that position.
0: Chris Carter, DKPittsburghSports.com, Locked on Steelers podcast. You can also watch them, WPXI, talking about Steelers football. Chris, uh, one of the movies I've seen recently that I've been able to watch while, while being, you know, holed up at home is uh, One Night in Miami. And my mind recalls to uh, One Night on the North Shore that a few of us had a while back. We need to bring those back. I'm looking forward to having one of those again soon. Good to talk to you again, brother.
1: Same here, Josh, man. And congratulations on, on the kid.
0: Appreciate you, man. Good to talk to you. Chris Carter, always good stuff from Chris. Always.